Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Chris Maloney back with another edition of CWN Weekly, episode number 14. Uh, date today is Friday, November the 20th, 2020, 2020. And uh, yeah, uh, people should be going to Vegas if we could, but we can't. So Niagara Falls, uh, if you can get there. Anyways, um, yeah, so it is November 20th. It is, uh, like I said, episode number 14. If you're watching or listening live, thank you very much. I do appreciate it. Uh, if you're listening on um, uh, replay, uh, thank you very much as well. Hit the like, subscribe button, all that sort of jazz. And uh, thanks for doing that. Uh, last week, as you'll know, episode number 13, uh, when I got off the air, uh, a little bit stumbling my words. Uh, obviously, the tears are coming to my eyes. Um, I had a family member pass away at the age of 18 years old uh, due to type 1 diabetes. Uh, funeral was this past week. Uh, interesting enough to see a funeral uh, take place on uh, on TV, so to speak. So, uh, you know, I got the link for the uh, the live stream after the funeral had taken place earlier that morning. Uh, watched it with my wife, uh, you know, and uh, uh, thoughts and prayers out to my family. Uh, down there in St. John, New Brunswick, as well as Jonathan's parents, uh, uh, Jimmy and Mary May, his sister Gabriella, and uh, just my uh, thoughts and prayers and my love all to you guys. But uh, uh, that was the end of episode 13 last week, as I had received the news two days prior uh, about his passing. So um, uh, he is in a better place. Like I said, he passed away type 1 diabetes. Um, it was tough because some of the stuff that had come out was that his um, blood sugar was so high that no amount of insulin in the world would have been able to save him. Uh, 18 years old, uh, you know, uh, basically was on his way to become a member of the RCMP here in Canada. Uh, you know, huge future life ahead of him, uh, majorly into hockey. Uh, didn't necessarily root for the right team, though. <laughs> he was a Blackhawks fan. I'm an Ottawa Senators fan as well as a Jersey Devils fan. But um, thoughts and prayers, like I said, with my family, with his parents, and with his sister. And uh, like I said, if you saw episode 13 at the very end, that, that was me paying tribute towards my cousin, uh, Jonathan, who, like I said, passed away at the age of 18. Uh, so repose uh, en paix. I hope I pronounced that properly, uh, but it just stands for rest in peace to uh, my cousin Jonathan there, so 18 years old. And uh, we will move on for, into the show here. So birthdays, anniversaries, guys, taking place now through November the 26th. So Felicia Phenom Spencer, born 1990. So she is 30 years old, UFC fighter, fights in the featherweight division over there. Uh, anniversary. Uh, so this day, back in 2016, so only four years ago, uh, WWE Survivor Series 2016 takes place at the Air Canada Centre, Toronto, Ontario. Goldberg defeats Lesnar in the main event. And, uh, you know, weird to think it was only four years ago that Goldberg made that uh, the epic return that led into uh, the Mania matches and uh, feuds with the... Uh, um, I don't well know. He had that. He had that one horrible match with the Undertaker. But, but anyways, the Goldberg versus Lesnar thing was great. Um, I got to see them in SummerSlam. I guess it would have been 2019. Goldberg had took uh, took on um, uh, Dolph Ziggler there. So uh, but yeah, but, but uh, 2016 was the reemergence of Goldberg again, stemming stemming from the WWE video game series. Uh, much like Kurt Angle made his return, and Sting finally made his presence felt in the WWE there. So that was four years ago today. Um, 21 years ago tomorrow, so on the 21st, WCW Mayhem 1999 took place. 
Air Canada Center in Toronto as well. Uh, main event there saw Brett the Hitman Hart defeating Chris Benoit for the vacant WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, like I said, 21 years ago uh, 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 tomorrow. Uh, 22nd, which is on Sunday, Archie the Mongolian Stomper Gouldie was born in 1936. Uh, he ended up passing away January 23rd, 2016 at the age of 79. Uh, but a happy birthday there to the Mongolian Stomper. And then as well, the 23rd, which is on Monday, one and only uh, Gene Kanitsky, uh, 1928, he was born. He ended up passing away on April 14th, 2010 at the age of 81. But yeah, happy birthday to Gene Kanitsky. Rumor has it, and uh, the only reason I say this because I was too young to know, but rumor has it when I moved to London, Ontario in 1988, and I was only here a year, but I moved to London in 1988, and I was sitting at the, the townhouse complex that my, uh, my family had rented uh, at that time. And um, I was sitting outside and, uh, you know, uh, there was kids in the neighborhood. So being the new kid, being introduced to all the kids in the neighborhood, everything else. And I remember sitting there and this old guy sitting in a, a lawn chair. And he's telling me the story how he used to be a wrestler. And like this was 1988. So I'm thinking to myself, you got Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Randy Macho Man Savage, Ted DiBiase. And here's this old guy telling me that he used to be a wrestler. And the next thing, okay, okay, what's your name? And he goes, Gene Kaniski. And I swear to God, it wasn't a dream. I swear to God that actually took place. And not 100% sure it did. It might have been a dream. But the fact is, uh, to me, my memory of that moment, sitting in the summertime, the guy sitting in a lawn chair, but... Uh, Anyways, uh, yeah, that's my uh, that's my thoughts on Gene Kaniski. That's my uh, personal uh, approach to it. I don't know if he had any ties in London, Ontario. So if anybody out there listening or watching, let me know if he had ties to London, Ontario. So it'd be kind of cool, though, as, uh, as a kid just moving to Ontario at uh, the, the age of 12 years old, uh, meeting Gene Kaniski. Uh, so that would be uh, kind of cool there. Um, as well, and I, I can't miss this one. So yesterday, my wife, Christine, who's uh, on CWNonline.ca, uh, contributor, uh, celebrated her 40th birthday. So happy birthday to my beautiful wife. Uh, she, um, it, it's weird because she got better looking <laughs> since I've known her. And that's only been six years. And I kind of got uh, old and, and uh, uh, you know, kind of gained a little bit of weight through the beard. So she kind of went one way to be more beautiful. I kind of went the other way, <laughs> but she still puts up with me. But it was, uh, it was unique because uh, she's, uh, she's a teacher here in Ontario. And she so she taught the day at school and then we went out for dinner last night and we went to one of our favorite pubs uh, that we used to always go to uh, prior to COVID and prior to our, our two and a half year old daughter as well. And it was weird being there because it was still the same bar and all the memories and everything else that existed. And I'm talking like New Year's Eve's and St. Patty's Days and everything else. And then all of a sudden being there and being so quiet and looking around and, you know, no people and and plexiglass, everything else all over the place. So. It was a, a very unique uh, uh, night last night, just being at the uh, the pub uh, that we went to. But uh, we, uh, you know, we spent uh, some good money on some appetizers, had a couple of beers as well, and uh, it was all good. But again, happy 40th birthday to my wife Christine, uh, Christine Perchy of CWNOnline.ca. And uh, uh, fact is, I didn't know this till last night. So we're flipping the channels of the TV. She has never seen a Christmas story. Uh, so anybody who ever meets her. Uh, fill her in on why she should watch a Christmas story. Uh, to me, it was one of those things where my mom at Christmas time, and this was back in the day where they had gone and, uh, you know, VHS and, and uh, VCRs and everything else. And they used to have stores you can go into and rent these VHS tapes and then bring them home. And you'd have them for two or three days and you'd have to return them. 
and you pay like five bucks to for the two or three day rental. Well, my mom at Christmas time used to get a Christmas story for me. So every year I used to watch a Christmas story and uh, it was kind of cool. But uh, like I said, my wife has never seen a Christmas story. And I'm flipping the channels last night. I think it was Amazon Prime. And there's a, a Christmas story, but it's like the 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 making of the Christmas story or something like that. So I haven't watched that yet, but uh, it was interesting to know that she's never seen that movie. So I got to get her watching that movie before, uh, before Christmas time this year. But yeah, that is birthdays and anniversaries for this week. And uh, it's uh, yeah, I kind of uh, teased my wife yeah, yesterday on Facebook uh, just be, you know, becoming the, the big four zero, but uh, like I say, she doesn't look it and I kind of look ancient sometimes. So <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a good, uh, good pairing there. Uh, news of the week. So I went off the air last week because Lena Vega got released. Um, that was on the 13th. And so the big story about this is she was basically told, you know, Hey, we need you to sign this new contract and get rid of your Twitch and get rid of all your social media feeds and basically hand them over to us. Um, or, you know, see you later. We're going to, we're going to fire you. And she basically said, no, nope, I'm not doing that. So they basically let her go. And, th- and that was all the just of it from WB.com. Well, when you start reading the stories uh, throughout the week, basically what happens is she was making more money off of Twitch, uh, than anything else. And to basically, uh, take the hit and say, see you later to Twitch. And then basically go and stay with contract with WB where basically she's being told what to do. Um, she's making less money over there and being told what to do. You know what I mean? And her husband, Alistair Black, uh, has been put on the shelf you know, too many times over in the past year. So she made a choice and she's sticking by her decision and she has a 90 day no compete. It'd be interesting to see if she ends up in AEW. Um, I think that's probably the only place you could see her is probably AEW. Uh, but I don't think it's I, I think if that happens, it's only a matter of time before you start seeing others be over there as well. Much like Alistair Black. Andrade, Charlotte Flair. Uh, so Andrade was associated with uh, Zelina Vega. I don't think he's ever going to end up over there. Uh, but the fact is because of, you know, Charlotte Flair, obviously, and the legacy she has with WWE. Uh, but never say never. But uh, yeah, Zelina Vega kind of basically stepping up to the WWE and, you know, saying, you know, see you later. I don't need you guys. So I'll get more into that uh, throughout the show because there's a little bit more news I want to talk about as well. Uh, as well as last Friday. Now, this was when the show was over. So I was watching SmackDown. Chelsea Green makes her debut backstage, and she's smiling there with um, uh, the old the bald dude there, uh, Adam Pierce. And uh, all of a sudden, I was like, holy crap, uh, Chelsea Green's here. And then she gets put in the, the three-way match. She makes it a fit of four-way with uh, uh, herself and then Liv Morgan, Tamina Snuka, and then Natalia. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, she's just out of focus. She's not on camera anymore. And then basically, it's kind of like, okay, where the heck should she go? And Liv Morgan ends up winning the match. And then it's announced that she suffers a broken left wrist after, uh, well, during the match. So SmackDown debut, you know, and she's been sitting on the shelf for a while. She comes on TV and she ends up breaking her wrists. But uh, she's in good spirits. Uh, she was posted on Twitter as well as Instagram with regards to her injury, kind of poking fun of herself as well. Uh, you know, thoughts and prayers are with her for a healthy and speedy recovery. But uh, yeah, Chelsea Green got called up to the main roster, which was kind of cool. Uh, talk and shop, uh, talk and shop, Amenia Two, uh, Rise of the Torturer took place last Saturday. I haven't had a chance to see it, so I can't really talk about it. But there are, you know, basically um, reports as well as results all over the place, including CWNOnline.ca. Uh, one thing I did watch last Saturday was Turning Point, Impact uh, Wrestling presented Turning Point on Impact Plus. So highlights of the event, uh, Rich One uh, ended up re, uh, retaining uh, against, uh, I think it was Sammy Callahan in the main event there. I'm just going through the, the results from memory here. 
Uh, Eddie Edwards defeats uh, Daivare. Um, what else we got here? Rosemary, Taya Valkyrie, Jordan Grace, as well as Tennille Dashwood. So Tennille being Tennille basically said, I don't want to be a part of this match after a good probably couple minutes because she was uh, busy taking selfies and shots and everything else. And uh, Jordan started getting mad at her and stuff. But Rosemary, Taya Valkyrie came out strong in that one, which was good because the tag team tournament has, has started. And I'll get into that just momentarily as well. Uh, Brian Myers beat up on Hornswoggle, Swoggle, as he's known now. Uh, from there, we get into where are we here. Chris Saban, James Storm looked really, really strong. So you got two former world champions, two former amazing uh, world tag team champions with different partners, and then they beat up on Triple XL. So they look strong there. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with this, uh, considering the fact you've got um, uh, Alex Shelley on the shelf at the moment. Uh, defeat Rohit Challenge. Uh, basically, he ends up facing. Oh yeah, it was uh, Jake Diener. And then basically, um, this is where he wins. And um, sorry, I'm just going through the notes quickly here. Joe Doring comes out uh, with Eric Young and destroys them all. And Cody Dean is part of that as well. So Cody got uh, destroyed as well. Uh, Moose defeated Willie Mack and uh, basically uh, couldn't stop himself from beating him up. So what had happened is uh, Willie Mack end up scoring the victory because the, uh, the referee reversed his decision. Uh, from there, we get into the tag team championship match. So the good brothers are new tag team champions. Uh, the North have been defeated. I'll get more into that during the show as well. And then basically we get into the semi-main event, which was Sue Young, Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, Perrazzo ends up taking the belt off of Sue Young. So she is the new champion. Uh, we get into the impact knockouts tag team championship tournament uh, being announced, the brackets. I'll get into that momentarily as well. And then basically, match of the well, not match of the night, but main event was uh, Rich Swan defeating uh, Sammy Callahan to win the, uh, the uh, sorry to retain the championship uh, there. So, guys, it was a good pay per view. It was on Impact Plus, so um, they do have the thirty day free trial. So you can you know go over there uh, to Impact Plus, I think TV, sign up for a free trial. It's thirty days. All you have to do is put in your email address and then like a debit card or a credit card or whatever. Uh, you cancel before the month is up and you don't get charged at all. Otherwise, it's $9.99 a month. But um, they've got that one. And then they've got Final Resolution coming up as well. And I think that's on December 12th. I'll just check my notes here. But um, where are we here? Knockouts Tag Team Champion. I'll get into that in a second. Yeah, but Final Resolution takes place. Impact Plus, uh, December 12th. Uh, so that's another kind of freebie. So like I said, you go over there, you use your email address as well as debit or credit card, and you can sign up for free. And like I said, as long as you go and you cancel before the end of the 30 days, you don't get charged at all. So it's a good way to watch wrestling on a Saturday night because they've been doing the Saturday night uh, pay-per-views uh, as of late. Next one's coming up is um, uh, Hard to Kill, I think, and that is in January 16th, I want to say. So guys, as I was saying, the Knockouts Tag Team tor uh, Tournament here. So we've had one match to take place on Impact this week, the, but the brackets are this. Uh, Tennille Dashwood and Alicia Havoc and Nevea. So Havoc and Nevea are, are have gone through. Uh, they beat up on Tennille and Alicia again. Tennille being Tennille, you know she couldn't be trusted. Uh, couldn't go and and put on uh, a tag team match with anybody but herself, so to speak. So yeah. So Havoc and Nevea uh, move on. We've got Kill, uh, Killer Kelly and Renee Michelle. Uh, in the next bracket, taking on Jordan Grace and To Be Determined. Now, this is going to be interesting because the fact is Jordan Grace got on the phone with somebody in backstage impact segment uh, from this past Tuesday and was talking to somebody on the phone and said, you know, I want to catch you before you actually retire. And great, I'll see you next week. So I'm not, I haven't heard spoilers at all about this. And I don't really want to because I'm impact wrestling fan. But the fact is, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, who Jordan Grace's uh, partner is 
So we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, next week who that's who that's going to be. Uh, Kiara Hogan Tasha steals in the next against the Sea Stars. I think the Sea Stars. I think I got to see them at a show in Toronto last summer. Now, I can't think of their names off the top of my head, but I know they're a big name team. Uh, they I think they were part of Shimmer, and I think that's why they were there. But it was part of the. Uh, the women's show that I had seen last August, so not this past August, but August of 2019. Uh, but they're a big name, so it would be interesting to see there as well because you've got two Impact stars in Kiara Hogan and Natasha Steeles against the C-Stars. And then the uh, last uh, uh, bracket is Deanna Perrazzo, Kimberly. Uh, so Deanna being the new Impact uh, Knockouts champion, taking on Taya and Rosemary. And they had a backstage promo as well on Impact Wrestling. And it was basically Kimberly saying she wants a title for herself and Perazzo basically being like, I can't have too many titles. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting there to see what they do with that. But if I were to take a, if I were to take a guess on first round, now Havoc and Nevaeh, I would have picked anyways. I'm going to say I'm going to say Jordan Grace and, and to be announced. And I'm curious who this to be announced is. I'm going to say Kiara Hogan, Natasha Steeles, and I'm going to say Taya and Rosemary. And uh, I'll go from there. Uh, but the, I think the, 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 the I think the dark horse would honestly be Diana and Kimberly, and whether or not they challenge with tag team championships in the in the uh, the main event, uh, the finals there. That would be the only thing I, I would probably maybe change, but I don't know, guys. Uh, like I said, Impact uh, Plus available for free, so to speak, for thirty days using your credit card as well as an email address. So check that out if you get a chance. And like I said, I've always been a huge fan of Impact Wrestling. Uh, from there, where are we? Ethan Page talks contract status with Impact and losing the tag team titles. That was on YouTube. It was kind of a clip. He was all serious. I think it's only about a two minute clip. And then all of a sudden, you see this guy punch him out, and then you see the Karate Man on the screen. So it's interesting because of the fact Impact Wrestling recently losing uh, the Rascals. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how WB, if that's the rumor, if that's what's true, uses these guys. Well, with Ethan Page, he has he floated around with Abyss when he was over there. And now all of a sudden he's found his calling and the North are one of the strongest tag teams in the world. I think they were ranked number four as far as the, the PWI goes. And, uh, he, you know, he was all excited because he was actually on the cover of PWI. But him and Josh Alexander, and you know, I'm a local boy. So the fact is I'm an Ontario independent wrestling fan. And I've heard of the name of Ethan Page. I've heard the name Josh Alexander for like a long, long, long time. And with these guys being the team that they are in Impact Wrestling, I can't see Ethan Page taking off at this point. I think if anything at all, he's going to honor Josh Alexander. So his contract is up at the end of the year. Josh Alexander, rumor has it, he's still with Impact Wrestling till the end of 2021. So why not sign Ethan Page till the end of 2021, have his contract coincide with Josh Alexander, and then basically, no, excuse me, basically go and uh, have the two of these guys decide at the end of next year what they want to do. Um, you know, if they want to split the team up, uh, for the time being, or have Ethan Page have an alter ego with the Karate Man, it'd be great TV. And especially, like I said, with them losing the Rascals, they're kind of moving, uh, losing uh, that you know comic effect, so to speak, as far as the promotion goes. But um, uh, I can't see Ethan Page moving on to AEW or WB at this point. But like I said, Impact Wrestling would be smart if they signed into a contract extension, at least to coincide with Josh Alexander's and keep them on the same page that way. Because to me, you can't have one without the other. Uh, ROH mourns the passing of Maryland independent star pro wrestling trainer, RJ Meyer. It's going to quickly bring this up. I uh, wasn't familiar with his name, but uh, a lot of shout outs uh, after his passing uh, with regards to um, 
who he was as an individual. So this is our ROHwrestling.com. Ring of Honor is saddened to learn that longtime Maryland independent wrestling star, respected pro wrestling trainer RJ Meyer has died after a battle with leukemia. 44 years old. That hits home because it's the exact same age I am. Meyer, who performed in the ring as Bruiser, was a top star for Maryland Championship Wrestling. MCW, one of the leading independent promotions in pro wrestling for uh, nearly 20 years. He also worked as the head trainer at MCW Pro Wrestling Training Center, which is an affiliate of ROH, and worked behind the scenes at Future of Honor shows. Some of the wrestlers he trained include 2016 Top Prospect Tournament winner Leo Rush, Patrick Clark, otherwise known as the Velveteen Dream, Soldiers of Sag- uh, Savagery, which is Moses and Khan, Future of Honors, Dante uh, Calbalero, Joe Keys, and Gia Scott Myers. Also had a hand in training Lita and Mickey James. ROH extends his deepest console- uh, condolences to Myers' families, friends, and fans. So again, like I said, he was 44 years old, and that hits home because it's the uh, same age as me, but a lot of shout-outs online. Uh, Mandy Leone from uh, ROH as well. There's a lot of others, uh, just uh, thoughts and prayers to him and his family. Leukemia, 44 years old, but that, that I mean, that is tough. And it's been a, ha- a hard, tough year for wrestling and deaths and um, not necessarily the, the same type we used to have, you know, 15 years ago, so to speak. But it's uh, uh, guys passing away, you know, due to health concerns and everything else. And uh, thoughts and prayers are with them all. And uh, like I said, uh, RIP uh, to RJ Meyer there, uh, passed away at the age of 44 due to leukemia. Uh, SAG after president says group will directly engage with the wrestlers. So this is one of the things I was talking about earlier. I would touch base on just a little bit more. So this was, uh, this had come out on November 16th. And this was, uh, with regards to Zelina Vega being released from the WWE. So basically given to spectrum sports is three sixties, John Alba, uh, Gabriel Carteris, who people know from, uh, Beverly Hills 90210 is the SAG president, I believe. She goes, wrestling is as much about media as it is about sports, and we're going to directly engage with members of the profession to help find ways to, for them to protect themselves. As more people reinvest in unions and as more people are harassed by employers who don't want to protect them, SAG-AFTRA is committed to doing what we can to help professional wrestlers secure the protections they deserve. And then SAG-AFTRA has 160,000 actors, announcers, broadcast journalists, dancers, DJs, news writers, news editors, and so forth. So this is huge simply because of the fact it's going to be, to me, a step in the right direction as far as the pro wrestling business goes in 2021. Whether or not we see anything happen from it, I don't know. But where you've got Andrew Yang nipping at the heels of the WWE, as well as SAG after now, basically looking to protect the workers, uh, unionize the workers, so to speak. And it's going to be interesting because it's something Jesse the Body Ventura had tried to do and he kind of got blacklisted because of it. But the fact is, when it comes down to it, these guys, they go out there. They don't have health insurance. Um, you know, if they, they have medical issues and, and they end up passing away, a lot of times GoFundMes are set up to help with uh, health care costs as well as um, uh, funeral costs and everything else. I know Kamala, when he ended up passing away, it was tough because the fact is there was a GoFundMe accounts as well for him. Um, it's tough because you watch these guys on screen and they're treated like superstars and they're treated like royalty and to fans, they're absolutely, uh, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's tough when you, you hear about them going through health issues or you hear about them passing away because it's like, um, you know, you remember how big and larger than life they were on TV. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, you hear about them passing away. And it's like, um, you know, people setting up uh, donation funds to, to help them with the uh, costs and, you know, it's one of the things that was mentioned was um, 
the whole thing with regards to, um, you know, costs after they've retired, so to speak, and this and that, uh, union dues. So set it up, set it up for union dues. Have these guys, if they want to, if they want to get ahead with it, have like a five or $10,000 that they put immediately towards this union due. So they set themselves up for at least a couple of years post their, their wrestling careers, you know? Give them jobs with producing, give them jobs with, um, you know, marketing or whatever the case may be. But it's it's tough because when you watch the NFL, you watch NBA, Major League Baseball, you see a lot of these guys transition into announcers or coaches or scouts or whatever the case may be. With wrestling, it's basically to me almost off the top of my head, 25-75. So 25% of these guys stay with the wrestling business. 75% of these guys try to go out on their own and you see them work in independent shows into the 60s and 70s. So it's tough. I know wrestling needs change. And I think with SAG-AFTRA, as well as Andrew Yang, uh, like I said, nipping at the heels of WWE, I think it's going to be a different 2020 or sorry, different 2021 for WWE. Uh, Marty Bell no longer under, no, yeah. try this again. Marty Bell no longer under contract with the NWA that came out on the 17th. So much the same as uh, Allison Kay. Uh, we haven't seen her pop up anywhere yet, but uh, Marty Bell has a unique uh, persona as well as she's uh, good in the ring. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where she goes and what happens with her. Uh, report Mandy Rose's shoulder injury is legitimate. That was on the 17th as well. So Mandy Rose and Dana Burke replaced by Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce uh, for Survivor Series 20. Uh, so yeah, so Mandy Rose is a uh, uh, legitimate, uh, sorry, injury is Mandy Rose's injury. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should just get off the airways. Mandy Rose's shoulder injury is legit. So uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh, Becky Lynch shows off baby bump and Instagram reveal. So uh, Becky Lynch is getting close. Uh, rumor has that Seth Rollins is going to take some time off. So that is good for him. And uh, they're good for the two of them as well. But it's it's weird to see Becky Lynch without the kind of the fiery red hair. And, uh, you know, she can't tan right now and this and that. And it's uh, interesting to see her with a new look. But uh, they look like a happy couple. And, and, and uh, all the best to Becky as well as uh, Seth Rollins there. Uh, Renee, uh, Renee Paquette announces oral sessions podcast to debut this month. So she's got a podcast coming up, which is cool. Um, no direction other than her own. So she can kind of do whatever she wants to much the same as Lillian Garcia had done, uh, with the chasing glory thing before she signed back on with the WB. But that was one of the big things as far as Renee Paquette goes this, uh, this week. And uh, I'll leave it at that for now. Uh, Matt Seidel signs with AEW that is made official on the 17th as well. Final battle pay-per-view set for December the 18th. So RH final battle December 18th on pay-per-view. Good to see them back on pay-per-view. I think they had said their last pay-per-view was on, uh, so our ROH final battle 2020 of last or sorry. Uh, no, it would have been 2019. So last year. Uh, get my dates mixed up here. Undertaker looks forward uh, to the future in People Magazine exclusive. So the Undertaker is doing a lot of media, a lot of hype, a lot of press this week. Uh, so we done an interview with People Magazine. Uh, he had also done something to do with Snoop Dogg. I think something to do with his gear or something like that. I haven't checked that out yet, but that's available at WDB.com uh, as well as the People Magazine is People.com, I believe. Uh, WDB Supercard Season 7 available now. That was released on the 18th. So that is iOS as well as Android. PJ Black out of action after falling down the stairs. I don't know too much about this, so I'm going to bring up the article right now because I had heard about this but hadn't read the article yet. So I'll just roughly uh, bring it up here. Uh, Ring of Honor talent PJ Black shared on social media pages that he recently fell down the stairs and is currently recuperating in a hospital. Black competed in the ROH Pure Title Tournament and lost the second round to Josh Woods. Since the ROH taping, he's been working on the NWJ, sorry, NJPW Strong Show, most recently wrestled Tama Tonga in singles competition. Then he goes on to <laughs> goes on to use a, a couple swear words, but um, fell down some stairs, 
Uh, injuries suck, but they are necessarily apparent. Up until five years ago, I've never broken a, bo a bone or had uh, surgery. Never had been stung by a bee. Fast forward to today, broke both legs mul multiple times, 33 screws and a few plates in my legs and a ring finger. And he goes on to uh, uh, list a, a lot from there. Uh, Black has openly talked about multiple injuries he has suffered several years ago while base jumping. Black is a 23-year uh, veteran of the wrestling business and has been part of Impact WB, Lucha Underground, and many more promotions as well as companies. So get well, PJ Black there. But uh, see all the moves he does in the ring, and just imagine the guy falling down the stairs. That would be... Um, uh, you know, it's interesting, but uh, yeah, uh, get well soon. Uh, congratulations to John Pollock of Post Wrestling, a fellow Canadian there. So I'm going to bring this up because he posted on Twitter. So this was on, was it November 18th at 9, 12 p.m.? He goes, welcome, Evie, uh, hashtag girl dad. And it's got a picture of him with a mask uh, holding his new baby. So congratulations to John Pollock of uh, Post Wrestling there. Uh, huge fan of Post Wrestling, have been for like, since their debut, since their inauguration, so to speak, I got to see them uh, uh, talk the, uh, to them talk live last year uh, during uh, right before SummerSlam. It was actually SummerSlam Sunday in Toronto. But it was kind of cool to see them in person, uh, pictures, autographs, everything else. And then uh, uh, John Pollock, happy uh, father again. So I, I think this might I don't know if it's his first or his second. I think it's his second. But if it is his first, congratulations. If it's his second, congratulations as well. Uh, but uh, John Pollock, congratulations, uh, post-wrestling over there, having a, a new baby announced on the 18th of the month. Uh, from there, where are we here? Uh, John, oh, yeah, it's like baby, fe <laughs> baby fever going on. We talk about, um, and I'm a dad, I'm a husband, so I, I kind of get excited watching lives uh, grow and people, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, become parents and families, everything else. But um, John Moxley, Renee Paquette expecting their first child. And Moxley did it in true wrestling fashion. So he basically cut a promo, did an interview for AEW, and he's talking about Kenny Omega. He's talking about his life as a wrestler and this and that. And all of a sudden, he makes the, the announcement that basically his wife sitting at home <laughs> is uh, ready or is going to have a baby pretty soon. So I'm going to bring up the exact article here uh, just so I can touch base on it just a little bit better. So yeah, John Moxley, Renee Paquette expecting their first child. On the December 2nd edition of AEW Dynamite, John Moxley is set to defend his AEW World Championship against Kenny Omega, who earned the opportunity by winning the AEW title tournament. Sorry, title eliminated tournament. Moxley cut a promo on tonight's Dynamite to promote the match and said, and during said promo, he said that he has a pregnant wife at home. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, congratulatory, congratulatory tweets uh, came out past that. So, um, you know, it is great to see. So you got Seth Rollins becoming a dad, John Moxley becoming a dad. Uh, you know, it's uh, great to see. And then obviously, uh, uh, John Pollock uh, from Post Wrestling becoming a, a, a new dad as well. So a girl dad, is, as he put it. So uh, it's I'll tell you this. Daughters are tough. And I'll, I say that as um, as a father of three daughters. So I've got a two and a half year old uh, toddler and she's uh, at that stage where she doesn't necessarily listen that well. You have to tell her a couple times. She does the whole scowl look and uh, the arms fold it and. And it, it's it's tough as a dad sometimes. And then on the other side of the the, the field, I've got uh, two teenage daughters. So I've got a, a 17 year old and a 15 year old. And uh, it's uh, you know it's I, I tell my wife because uh, you know I was married once before as well. But I tell my wife it's different because of the fact you've got uh, this window of opportunity to enjoy 
uh, them is, uh, you know, genuine loving human beings before they just <laughs> end up, uh, you know, just becoming kind of nightmares for a couple of years. And it's, they're learning life. And my dad could probably give me the best advice about that. He goes, get to know the, the new them, so to speak. But I told my wife, I think even yesterday, I said, by the time they're about three and a half, all the way through the time they're about 10, I said, enjoy it. Enjoy those six and a half, seven years. Because once they become teenagers, it's they're toast. And your relationship changes so much with them. But uh, as a father to daughters, it's even it's even worse because of the fact is you're always going to have that soft spot in your heart for them, you know. So, um, but like I said, I, I don't know if uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch know what they're having yet or Moxley and, and Renee Paquette. Uh, but uh, with uh, John Pollock, <laughs> enjoy it because uh, it's uh, the girl dad hashtag that you put out there is uh, definitely true. Uh, from there, NXT War Games set to take place December the 6th. This was announced as well this past Wednesday. Uh, so we had the huge announcement by Mox as well as this from WB. So superstars of NXT will soon go to battle once again in one of the sports entertainment's most brutal environments, War Games. NXT TakeOver War Games will take place Sunday, December 6th, streaming on the award-winning WWE Network. War Games has featured some of the NXT's most thrilling must-see action in recent years, and we already know that Shotzi Blackheart will captain a team against Candice LeRae's squad in War Games this year. And they go, what else is in store for what promises to be an unforgettable night? So that is uh, November the 6th. So that is going to be interesting there. One of the other things, I don't know if they've formally announced this yet, but the fact is they've got uh, the Undisputed Era that made the return this past Wednesday, as well as Pat McAvee, Pete Dunne, uh, Oni Lorcan, as well as Danny Birch. So that looks to probably be another War Games match as well. Uh, we switch over to New Japan for wrestling here. So two things with regards to New Japan. Uh, best of the Super, you know, actually four things, but I'll go through them quickly here. So Best of the Super Juniors update night three. So that is get my dates right. So that was uh, the 19th. So that was yesterday. And why do I get to the 20th? Oh, the joys of live. All right. Anyway, I'll just go through it as it's in front of me here. Uh, best of the Super Junior 27 update night three. So point totals as of right now. Uh, Taguchi with four points. Master Wada with four points. We got Show with four points. Robbie Eagles with four points. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi with four points. We got Bushi with two. Al Desperado with four uh, Yuya Uamara, <laughs> I gotta get figure out how to pronounce his first name with uh, zero. Duki was zero, and uh, Taiji Ishi, Ishimori with four as well. Uh, the big names in this one, probably to potentially win, are gonna be Ishimori, uh, Takahashi, uh, Eagles has a shot, um, and then Sho is gonna kind of be the dark horse because he's uh, normally a tag team wrestler there. Um, from there, we go into night four preview. So, this is the next event for them. Uh, night four is going to be taking place on. No, well, that's why I headed all backwards. Uh, night four is going to be taking place on Monday, November twenty third, four a.m. Eastern here uh, on New Japan World uh, here in Canada. But night four, you've got the main event. It's going to be taking place. El Desperado taking on Master Wado. Both guys are two and one. Uh, so then I'll go into World Tag League preview. That's what I was looking for originally. So that's kind of how I got confused here. Uh, so the update was from night three. So for World Tag League right now, uh, Tanahashi and Hanare, we got zero. We got Juice and Finley at four. Goto and Yoshi uh, at two. Ishii and Yano at four. Takagi and Sanada at four. Uh, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr., the current champions at four. Tama and Tonga. Uh, so the girl is destiny at four evil and Yujiro Takahashi at four, uh, bad luck Farley, Farley and chase Owens, uh, bullet club at zero. And then the great Okan and Jeff Cobb, uh, Cobb at four as well. 
Um, I'm gonna be biased. I want to see Tama and 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 South Tama Tonga and, and Tonga Loa win, uh, but that's just the bias in me there. But um, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, they've got teams like Tanahashi and Hanare at zero right now, and uh, not much left. But um, it'll be interesting. You know, you, I also see t- uh, Takagi uh, Shingo Takagi and Sonata as well uh, making a, a play for those championships as well. Uh, so. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see um, the World Tag League to, to see where they go with it. But um, that, like I said, those are the current standings right there. Uh, and then you got Night Four preview that's coming up. Night Four is taking place on Sunday, November twenty second. So same day as Survivors. It's a busy day. So you've got Survivor Series taking place that night. Uh, you've got The Undertaker on Stone Cold Broken School Sessions. You've got the Patriots playing. Who the heck are they playing? I'm gonna have to double check. I think it's. I think it's Tennessee, maybe. I don't know. I knew this Patriots game on 1 p.m. that afternoon as well. So you got World Tag League, uh, Patriots football, uh, Survivor Series, and the Undertaker special on Stone Cold. So that's all taking place on Sunday. But World Tag League, like I said, Sunday, November 22nd, 3 a.m. New Japan World. And that's 3 a.m. Eastern for us here. Uh, other big news of the week, WB Thunderdome has been announced to be moving. And this had been rumored, but WB made it official. And they made it official on the 19th, so yesterday. Uh, WWE Thunderdome will head to Tampa Bay's Tropicana Field beginning Friday, December the 11th. So WWE will bring its world-class viewing experience, WWE Thunderdome, Tropicana Field, and Tampa Bay as it begins a new residency starting with SmackDown on Friday, December the 11th. So what's going on is basically hockey as well as basketball are making a comeback. Due to the fact that they're making a comeback, uh, they're getting basically evicted (laughs) Rascals Treehouse style. Um, so they don't really have the ability to have the current setup there existing night in, night out. So they had to head elsewhere. So baseball is on the shelf until March, spring training, so to speak. Uh, so when they start to get the stadium ready for baseball again, the WWE will get evicted once again. Um, but, uh, you know, in saying that, uh, they've got this stadium now for, um, you know, Survivor Series obviously taking place in the current uh, Thunderdome, but they've got it set up for, I think next month is... It's not Hell in the Cell. What is it? TLC, Tables, Others, and Chairs. And then January, uh, you will have it as Royal Rumble, which is be cool because you'll actually get to see Royal Rumble take place in the baseball stadium and the whole Thunderdome set up everything else. So that would be kind of cool. And then from there, I think February normally used to be Elimination Chamber. I don't know if they still do that, though, just off the top of my head. And then obviously WrestleMania season coming around. But the rumor has them staying in Florida for WrestleMania this year. I haven't seen the official announcement because I know Los Angeles had been booked. But the, with the way things are in Florida and leniency down there and the, the fact is WWE being tight with the governor, um, I can't see uh, WrestleMania being anywhere else. So the 37 is probably going to be taking place in Tampa Bay. And then so they'll have everything set up in Florida continuously through the month of April. So uh, like I said, Thunderdome heading there December the 11th for SmackDown and then continuously from there. And I got to say, I'll be looking forward to Royal Rumble after that. So it'll be kind of cool. Uh, Undertaker being announced, joining Cameo for a limited time only. So fans of The Undertaker, you can pay like $1,000, I think it is, to get a Cameo from The Undertaker. MLW reveals 2020 Opera Cup tournament brackets. So MLW debuted this week on, um, as far as Fusion goes, the restart. Uh, I'll get into the event just momentarily here. But as far as the brackets go for them... And I've got to get more organized eventually. That you know that that'll be one of my my things for 2021, uh, to be more organized. You know, I'm trying to go by if you if you see what I've seen here, I'm trying to go by symbols, yeah, you know, website stuff. But um, 
I am not finding it. Oh, here we go. I've got all this New Japan stuff, and I had that. So my apologies, guys. But uh, this is a live podcast, and I'm not getting paid to do it. So I don't necessarily care too, too much as long as I'm having fun and you guys are enjoying uh, listening to me. But uh, MLW Opera Cup is taking place. Uh, so this coming Wednesday, November 25th, 7 o'clock p.m., it starts. And you got Tom Lawler, Filthy Tom Lawler, Lawler taking on Rocky Romero. Loretto Kid taking on ACH. You got Richard Holiday taking on uh, TJP. And Loki, uh, who's been seemingly around forever, taking on Davy Boy Smith Jr., who was the 2019 Opera Cup winner. Uh, so look forward to that on some uh, new MLW. I don't think they're doing the Underground Series anymore uh, based on the fact they are back. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where they go with the tournament and where they go with the championship. And I'll get into that just momentarily here as well. Uh, Alexa Bliss says her contract expires in three and a half years. She recently got engaged, so congratulations to her. Uh, I know a lot of fanboys out there are probably crying still, but uh, you know, good news for her. It's uh, congratulations. Last week was Carolyn, uh, <laughs> Carolyn from Sportsnet. That's my new name for her. Red. Uh, she pronounces so well in the show, and the other guys do too. Anyways, but she got engaged last week, and then uh, Alexa Bliss gets engaged this week. So, uh, guys, they're they're, uh, they're going down in numbers as far as uh, being single goes, as, uh, as far as those uh, blonde hotties. Uh, Undertaker takes care of business while eating spicy wings. That's on an episode of Hot Ones right now on uh, YouTube. I think it's 28 minutes long, and I just caught wind of it today, so I'm gonna have to go back and watch it, but. I mean, here's a guy from Texas being six foot eight, six foot nine, whatever he is. And basically, there's one shot of him basically saying, oh, my God, who eats this stuff? You know, so it's uh, it looks pretty cool from there. Uh, last little bit of news. Uh, Court Bauer, MLW again. Chris Jericho talk, MLW and more. That was released today. So uh, talk is Jericho featuring Court Bauer. So listen to those guys. Uh, have a have a go. And then WWE executive John Brody let go by the WWE. The reason I bring this up because the WWE like I said, is not going to have a very good 2021 as far as what they consider uh, their current, um, uh, the, the way they currently do things. And I say that because of the fact, that, like I said, Andrew Yang, and then you've got uh, SAG-AFTRA as well. And then basically they're going and saying, oh, house shows aren't going to exist when COVID's done. Uh, they're basically going and saying, you know, hey, we're going to release this person, this person, this person, make the, the hugest profits for our company ever. And then they're releasing people that matter to them. So according to Mike Johnson, PW Insider, WB released John Brody, who was the executive vice president, global head of sales and partnerships and head of international. Like to me, it's I don't it's it's going to sound bad, but how dare them? You know, what I mean, it's um, they've got guys with careers and lives and, and dealing with COVID the same way everybody else is. And they, they continuously release people. And it's that whole kind of eighties mentality, you know, it's like, we're the WB, we can do whatever the heck we want to. And I think that that other shoe next year is going to fall. And just when you see stuff like this taking place and you hear about stuff like this taking place in, and, and I mean, it's one guy who I've never heard of his name before today, but it's still somebody who feeds his family. So, so somebody has a life, still somebody who has a legacy with the WB and has helped them grow. And I say that on the heels of last week talking about Tony Chimmel and, and that sucked, you know what I mean? So it is what it is and it's the WWE, but I think it's only a matter of time before company, um, you know, once COVID is over, even like an MLW decides to maybe take number one spot or, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling invades America properly and they take number one spot. Um, I'm hit and miss about AEW and I'll get into that in another show. Uh, but uh, WV, I think, like I said, the other shoe is going to fall for 2021, and uh, uh, they're not looking into. Oh, sorry, they're not. 
I don't think they're going to have a good 2021. I'll just leave it at that. Um, highlights of the week. New Day retain over the Hurt Business on Raw. Retribution defeats League. Uh, so Keith Lee, uh, Riddle, Strowman, and Sheamus. Yeah, good for that. So they're going to the Survivor Series with these five guys, including AJ Styles. And yet they have Retribution beat them on Raw. Yeah, good way to book WWE. Uh, Bray Wyatt defeats The Miz. And then Drew McIntyre becomes new champion. So you got Drew McIntyre set up against Roman Reigns for Survivor Series. Downside of this is why not just kept the title on him to build the feud for about three, four more weeks. They had Drew McIntyre appear on SmackDown last week. They had him win the title this week, and now all of a sudden they're they're basically saying you know force feeding a feud between these two guys days before the show, and it's again WWE booking. Uh, AW Dark highlights haven't seen this yet, but TNT was back on. So Devon's boys taking on Jurassic Express. Uh, couldn't find the match flipping through it. Like I said, I haven't watched it, but it is there. So if you want to see Devon's boys again, uh, check out AEW Dark from this past week. AEW, uh, sorry, Impact highlights. Havoc Nevaeh defeats Alicia Tennille. Uh, Scott Demore TJP segment was cool because the fact is Scott Demore kept saying, you can't ever wrestle for the Impact X Division Championship again as TJP. Think outside the box. Think like Dusty Rhodes. Think outside the box. So I think Manic's going to end up making a comeback. So we're going to probably see Manic back in uh, Impact Wrestling there. Uh, Trey Miguel, Rich Swan defeats Dez and Wentz in their final showing for Impact Wrestling. Like I had said last show, as well as this one, huge loss for Impact Wrestling. Uh, if they end up with the WB, if it's three of them or two of them, uh, hopefully they end up booking them right. But uh, I tell you this, guys like Ricochet, guys like Pete Dunne, guys like Aleister Black, um, there's been a lot of guys who basically had all the potential in the world to become superstars and they WB has failed in doing anything with them. And I think the rascals as much as, as I am a fan, as much as I w- loved watching them on impact wrestling, I think are going to get buried as well over there. They'll get the exposure. They'll get the payout, but I think you don't expect much from the rascals. Uh, and that's unfortunate there. And then, uh, uh Sammy Callahan, Ken Shamrock attacked uh, backstage. So lately they left the rascals laying, as well as, as well as Rich Swan, And I'm not looking forward to the fact that they may be putting uh, the Impact Wrestling Championship on Ken Shamrock being the age that he's at. So if they go that route, it's uh, a step in the wrong direction. And as far as I, you know, as far as what I feel anyways, uh, ROH this week, Briscoe's defeats the Soldiers of Savagery. Uh, Shane Taylor defeats Kenny King. AW highlights Inner Circle slays Vegas, which is kind of cool. It's kind of a take on the, uh, the Hangover uh, movies there. <laughs> Best part about it was Swoggle. And uh, he's crying like a baby, and then they open the doors, and Swaggles is sitting there in a friggin' diaper on the floor. <laughs> but it was a uh, good comedy there. Uh, Orange Cassidy defeats uh, Kip Sabian. That's kind of surprising me that they're uh, going that route with Orange uh, Cassidy, uh, considering the fact Kip uh, Sabian says all the potential in the world, especially with Miro as well as his uh, future wife there. Uh, Moxley has his promo, so again announces Renee, uh, Renee Paquette pregnant at home very good promo moxley is just good on the mic it's all there is to it uh omega and mox contract signing didn't take place because moxley got laid out kenny omega dressed up in a suit kind of saw right through it he was kind of like you know what i've seen this before he goes i'm signing this contract moxley you know you can um, do this again but we're gonna have this match on uh, december the 2nd uh uh so uh pac made his return defeats the blade death triangle triangle are back so Phoenix comes out and attacks, and obviously the 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 family, so to speak, beat up on Phoenix. Uh, and then basically Pentagon has come out with a chair. Uh, you know, they're all just kind of standing there. Phoenix is right down below him, and it's like, okay, which side he's going to choose? And he goes to swing at uh, Kingston. He takes off, goes to swing at I think um, 
uh, Pepper, I think the blade at this point, he takes off and then all of a sudden the Death Triangle uh, reunites. So you Death Triangle, which is uh, Pac, Phoenix, as well as Pentagon back together, which is great. Serena Deeb defeats Thunder Rosa to retain the NWA World's Women Championship. Uh, Brian Cage, uh, Ricky Starks defeats Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen in the main event, which was great. And then we see a Hobbs heel turn. So we see uh, Hobbs come out. Uh, basically rush off Cage as well as Starks and, and Taz at this point. Takes the FTW title, holds it up, and then he ends up, uh, I think, knocking, I think it was Cody with it. It might have been, been Allen. I think it was actually Allen. And then uh, next thing you know, he uh, joins basically Taz's FTW group there. And then uh, December 2nd, Winter is Coming is the official term that goes along with that show. So uh, not Impact, but AEW Dynamite. Winter is Coming on December 2nd is the official name of that show for AEW Dynamite. Uh, MLW highlights Myron Reeds defeats Brian Pillman Jr. to retain the middleweight championship. Uh, Jacob Fatu uh, defeats Davey Boy Smith Jr. to retain the heavyweight championship in the main event. Uh, so MLW, the research set out strong over there. Uh, NXT highlights uh, Leon Ruff defeats Gargano by DQ. Uh, Priest ends up hitting Ruff. <laughs> and then, uh, so I, did he hit Ruff? I think he hit Anyway, he cost the match by DQ. So uh, Priest was part of that. Um, it'd be interesting to see if, if um, how long Ruff hangs on the title because they were like, oh, well, you know, he's just going to, Basically lose the title next week. He didn't lose it, so he's still champ. Uh, Loomis and Grimes fought to a no contest and blindfold match. I uh, put Ouch Hornet to this because he uh, ended up getting blasted by Grimes. Uh, so uh, Daryl Sharma of Ontario Independent Wrestling, uh, love the guy. Uh, anyways, he uh, he took a shot on uh, screen there. So uh, uh, still looking good for an old guy. Uh, Kushida defeats Arturo uh, Ruiz. Uh, Storm and Moon defeats uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Io Shirai retains against Ray uh, Ripley. Uh, Balor promo, he come out and all of a sudden, next thing you know, he gets surrounded by uh, Pat McAvee, uh, Pete Dunn, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Birch. And then the Undisputed Era made the return and the save. Uh, so it is cool to see, uh, uh, who is it, um, Finn Balor as well as Adam Cole kind of on the same page right now. But how does that set in? It's whether or not he's healthy enough to be part of uh, War Games. Now, all, all, like I said, all, you know, obviously it's going to be uh, UE, so Undisputed Era taking on McAvee, Dunn, Lorcan, and Birch. But uh, how does Finn Balor play into that? Um, it'll be interesting to see. NXT, uh, NXT UK highlights. Uh, Kaylee Ray defeats Piper Niven in the Falls Count Anywhere match to retain. Uh, quickly go through the ratings here. Uh, Raw, 1.778 million viewers, 0.51 in the 18 to 49 demo, fifth of the night. Canada, they had 216, 500,000 viewers, 113, 200 in the 25 to 54 demo. And second for the night in sports behind major, uh, sorry, uh, NFL uh, Monday Night Football, of course. AEW 850, they had a 0.37 in the 18 to 49 demo, seventh for the night. And then NXT was 638 and with a 0.14 in the 18 to 49 demo and did not make the top 50, unfortunately. So um, it'd be interesting to see how NXT turns the page. Um, if I were to say off the top of my head how to do it, go to Tuesday night's NXT and Vince McMahon and Triple H and all you guys, but they won't do it. And uh, hopefully 2020, 2021, maybe they see a, a different night for them. Uh, SmackDown preview tonight, WWE title versus Universal title Survivor Series contract signing. So we'll get Seth Rollins uh, taking on Murphy as well. Daniel Bryan versus Jay Uso. Uh, 205 live preview, nothing listed as far as what I've seen. Uh, they might have updated it since I've started the show. And then New Japan Strong Preview taking place 10 p.m. tonight on New Japan World. David Finley challenging Kenta for the U.S. briefcase. Um, and I will say this on that note because somebody had mentioned it on a podcast I was listening to. And I was, you know, I was, I think on one of the shows, 
it might have been last week, I was talking about Moxley versus Omega, and I can't see them putting the title on Omega yet. Excuse me. I'm going to change my mind on that. And this is because this makes sense. Omega wins the championship. Moxley takes some time off to head over to Japan. He's got a pregnant wife at home. And it's quarantined pretty much everywhere, and it really can't do much. Wrestle Kingdom's coming up. Moxley is the current IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion, and he needs to be there. So the fact is, how do you put him over there in Japan and still have him wrestle for AEW? Will you take him off of AEW, make him give him a hiatus for a good maybe month, month and a half, six weeks? Have Omega and the Young Bucks or Omega and whoever else give him a huge beatdown to the point that he can't come back for a while? Storyline wise, you can explain it on TV. Uh, they take the break through Christmas time, anyways. And Omega is champion, strong champion going into 2021. And then you've got basically uh, Moxley going over there to Japan to defend and probably lose the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. But he is part of Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, he is part of New Year's Dash. And I, I love it as a fan. So at this point, I'm going to change my mind. I will probably do maybe a prediction show for the AEW, the, the, the winter show. Uh, but at this point, yeah, because of that podcast I listened to, it makes sense. I'm going to say Omega takes the title uh, so Moxley can go over there and work Japan. Uh, this weekend, obviously, WWE Survivor Series 2020 taking place. Um, I'm not going to talk about it because if you want to listen to my thoughts, my predictions, you can listen to CWN Predicts live Sunday, 3 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, as well as Twitch. And then CWN Recap, of course, taking place on Sunday about 11.15-ish, whenever the pay-per-view ends. And I will go through the matches, my thoughts, obviously a big Undertaker weekend. So, yeah, guys, you want to hear my thoughts on Survivor Series, check out uh, Predicts on Sunday as well as Recap on Sunday. Saying that, last little bit of news about Survivor Series. Um, I'm doing top 10 Survivor Series of all time. So uh, in the 37 years, including this year, obviously 36 years, whatever the case may be, I'm doing top 10. So today is number three. Um, I'll spill it here early before I, re before I release it on the website. But uh, number three for me is WWF Survivor Series 1990. So that is the Undertaker debut. And to me as a wrestling fan, I was a fan of the gimmicks. So obviously you got the Ultimate Warrior mask behind me there. Any of the painted up guys as well. So you had, uh, it's kind of cool because you had, who was it? You had uh, Ultimate Warrior, Texas Tornado, and uh, the Road Warriors as a tag team. Uh, taking on it was the axe smash and crush and i think it was perfect i think it was perfect in demolition but um guys check that out it's wwf survivor series 1990 it is on the wb network as well as youtube uh, but it also is the debut of the undertaker almost 30 years ago so 30 years minus two days so guys check that out um and like I said, I was a huge fan of the gimmicks back then. MMA, quickly, I'll go through it. Uh, Bellator 253 results. AJ McKee defeats Darian Caldwell via submission round one. That was the main event. That was yesterday. Uh, USC re uh, releases Anderson Silva. Bellator MMA, not interesting. So that might be at the end of Anderson Silva, the spider. He had a legacy, but uh, he let it go too long. And when his last MMA fight, his last UFC fight, he got, he got owned. And it was unfortunate, but the fact is he... Um, it uh, might be the end of uh, his MMA career. No, uh, no retirement announced officially, but he has been released by UFC, so he is a, a free agent, so to speak. Uh, one championship inside the Matrix 4 took place live this morning. That's on YouTube. You'll see it posted as well it's in its entirety on cwnonline.ca, as well as UFC 255 taking place tomorrow. So any fans of UFC 255 with the UFC brand, uh, Figueroa. Uh, taking on Perez. And I'm just going to quickly bring that up because it is a big UFC event. 
Um, again, is is one of the paid ones though. So you guys, if you want to check it out, it'll be UFC Fight Pass, or if you have Rogers, you'll be able to get it on pay per view up here in Canada. Uh, event takes place 10 o'clock tomorrow. UFC Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, the prelims though, and the early prelims, like I said, they are always free. Uh, so uh, the um, event itself, Division Figurado. I'm gonna get these names right. I'll, event that'll be another goal for uh, 2021. Let's get uh, better on my MMA. Uh, taking on Alex Perez in the main event. That's a flyweight uh, championship belt. Uh, prelims, <coughs> excuse me, um, 8 o'clock tomorrow night. They'll be on TSN 5, so that is for free. And the early prelims taking place 6.30 p.m. That will be on UFC Fight Pass as well as taking place on TSN 5 as well for free. So, guys, that is it for UFC. That is it for pro wrestling. And as you know, if you're a fan of the show, now it's time to take a break. Me get some water into me as well as get rid of these graphics and bring up this promo. It has been a busy week, so I still haven't had the time to merge the two uh, videos. But Ryan Knight of the uh, Knights of the Squared Circle is one. I will make sure that's up uh, next week. Uh, but we do have uh, Sean uh, Bates' uh, Scumbags of Wrestling, his, uh, his new Christmas promo there. So I'm going to play that, uh, take a small break, and I'll be right back with Canadian Independent Wrestling, guys. So uh, sit back. Hey, wrestling fans, it's Sean from the Scumbags of Wrestling. It might not look like Christmas right now, but it is around the corner. And you won't want to miss out on this amazing deal. It's part of Sick Kids Hospital on behalf of Steve's Wrestling Journey. Right now, if you contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, you'll get this amazing t-shirt designed by Nigel Lewis for just $30. And because it's Christmas, I'm going to throw in this stocking stuffer of a poster, 11 by 17 for free. Now you can still get this poster for $15, but you can get the whole combo for $30 right now until December 15th. So contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com and support Kid Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto and Steven's Wrestling Journey. So if that music doesn't make you feel festive, I don't know what will. Um, but uh, anyways, in all seriousness, yeah, Sean does a good thing over there at the Scumbags of Wrestling uh, for Steven's uh, wrestling journey, as well as the sick kids in a uh, uh, hospital in Toronto there. Um, so you can check that out. Scumbags of Wrestling uh, is uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash uh, Scumbags of Wrestling, as well as scumbags.ca, or you can email Sean for more information, scumbagsofwrestling at gmail.com. So this is the point of the show. I talk about independent wrestling here in Canada. Hashtag we are CIW. Uh, you can go to CanadianIndependentWrestling.ca. You can get, uh, you'll be able to access the group that way. So check that out. Oh, I had a drink of water and now I get gas again. Um, a couple of shows taking place and I'm not sure if they actually are. I know two are for sure. The other ones I'm, I couldn't find any kind of uh, confirmation on, which is going to lead me into uh, to something. But um, I want to say this. CanadianIndependentWrestling.ca, like I said, that forwards you to the group. We have 386 members on Facebook right now. I'm proud of that. So thank you very much, guys. Uh, like I said, uh, CanadianIndependentWrestling.ca will forward you to the Facebook group. But that group is for promoters and talent and podcasters. Um, anybody who wants to get their name out there, their, you know, uh, their, their uh, shirt designs, whatever the case may be. Uh, they want to let people know what's going on as far as uh, their gimmick goes or their promotion goes, you know, what's coming up next, so to speak. And uh, my cat has just come over to say hello. And I've got this set up behind me 
and I'm hoping he doesn't go jumping. <laughs> go get there. You know, he went back to his food dish. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, joys of a live show. Anyways, um, but uh, like I said, guys, 386 members uh, for the Facebook group itself. So thank you very much. Uh, the push for 400 continues uh, for the end of the year. Um, again, like I said, if you're a promoter, if you're a talent, uh, you know, a podcaster, whatever the case may be, get your stuff on there, get your content on there. Let me know. Let us know what's uh, taking place here in Canada. And I'm loving it because a lot of interaction takes place on a weekly basis there. So 386 taking place. Uh, the shows I'm not sure are still taking place. And I went on their Facebook earlier on today. RCW Friday Night Fights in Calgary, Alberta was scheduled for the 20th and 27th. Couldn't get any confirmation that they're still taking place. RCW Saturday Night Fights in Edmonton, Alberta taking place on the 21st, which would have been tomorrow. No confirmation if that's still taking place as well. And the reason I said that because the COVID-19, everything taking place, um, you know, here in Ontario, I know what's going on as far as COVID goes because it's it's local news to us, so to speak. Um, Manitoba, I know what they're experiencing right now. BC, I've heard about what they're experiencing right now. I don't know about Alberta. Um, I think I'd seen something with regards to Calgary and Edmonton being the hotspots, the hotbed, so to speak. So I'm not sure if any live shows are still taking place out there in Alberta. Uh, one of the things I'd seen as well was this, and that relates to RCW, so Real Canadian Wrestling, by the way. Um, MPW, which is also out there in Alberta, so Monster Pro Wrestling, um, released, I think it was yesterday, so MPW Into the Layer Episode 1. Uh, MK Singh versus Rugged Rich King was released yesterday on YouTube. And the two guys doing the um, uh, the YouTube video in the beginning, one I think was the head trainer, the other guy was the, the spokesman or the owner of MPW, stating because of COVID, they had to do, they still want to get wrestling out there, but they couldn't do wrestling the same way. So now they're doing the YouTube series. Uh, like I said, MPW into the layer episode one. So it makes me think that wrestling might not be taking place in Alberta right now. Uh, feel free to hit me up, feedback at cwonline.ca and let me know for sure. I'll do my best to try to find out sometime this week. Uh, but I don't think there's two shows. Uh, so our RCW Friday Night Fights or Saturday Night Fights are taking place. Um, the ones that seem to be taking place, I haven't heard anything else of it. I know one is for sure, but the other one is UCW Presents Top of the Class taking place November 28th, Halifax, Nova Scotia. I don't think there's any limitations down there, so I think that one's still taking place. And they were talking about it, I think, up until about two days ago on their social media account. So I think it's still taking place. Uh, the other show I know which is taking place because it's an iPay-per-view is NSW History in the Making uh, taking place 4 p.m. November 29th, so a week from Sunday on iPay-per-view uh, uh, for $13.99. So that is NSW New School Wrestling. And of course, taking place at the end of the year, so Christmas Eve for free, Go Hard Pro Ontario Indie Holiday Special for free on YouTube on Christmas Eve. And uh, stay posted for that because I'll make sure I get the details out to everybody once I know them there. Uh, before I head into the Canadian Wrestling Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, I want to say this. So I've thought about what I want to do. Like, I, I miss doing interviews. And this is 14 shows now for CWN Weekly as well as, you know, the recap shows as well as the uh, prediction shows. Uh, the one thing I'm missing that I had set up originally was CWN Interviews. And... In saying that, I've thought about what I want to do. And, you know, when you see the stuff, I guess, on a weekly basis posted by a lot of talented individuals here in Ontario and across the world with regards to interviews, it's like, why do I want to interview somebody who's already been interviewed by somebody who's kind of local? You know what I mean? And I don't know if I put that best, but the fact is, you know, say George Mackay, for example, does great interviews and, uh, you know, great individual with a, a lot of support here in Ontario. And he does great interviews, but I don't want to necessarily interview the same people as him. So I was thinking about it. I was like, well, who do I want to interview? Well, and you've heard me talk about this on the show as well. 
I've always been a fan of the people behind the scenes, the promoters, the media guys, the commentators, any of those guys there. Um, you know, TNT, when I was doing Thursday Night Throwdown, I did an interview with Mike Maloney out there in Alberta. And it was nice because it was a, a fresh interview. And, you know, I kind of had to do a little bit of research about it. Mike was a great guest. And I enjoyed doing that because of the fact he has his hand in the Alberta, uh, you know, independent wrestling scene. So when saying that, yeah, I may start next week, but I want to do a promoter series. And doing a promoter series is I want to be able to talk to the promoters uh, here in Ontario, uh, Alberta, uh, you know, British Columbia, uh, Manitoba, uh, Quebec, the Maritimes. Talk to the people that are down there that know about what's going on, how COVID's taking place, how it's affecting their business, what they're doing to maintain um, you know, and and I, I think it'd be a great series leading into Christmas time. So uh, hopefully maybe I get four shows out of it. And and what I'll do is I'll, I'll release probably the interviews as part of this show, um, you know, but I'll also what I'll do is, is create the CWN interview series and then basically create those separately as well. So I'm going to start touching uh, base and uh, looking for promoters to reach out to uh, in the next couple of days. And uh, we'll see if we can get one on for next week's show. Uh, just to be able to talk about the the, the back side of the, the pro wrestling business, the independent wrestling business, and how COVID's related and what they're doing to stay afloat and this and that. Uh, you know, um, you know, I used to, back when I was doing TNT, you'd see us doing interviews with Clarence Dusum as well as Doug Trencher uh, from uh, Midwestern uh, Wrestling. And, uh, you know, it's uh, I miss doing the stuff like that. You know, talent is great as well. I love doing uh, interviews with talent. But like I said, we got guys like George McKay out there um, and even, uh, you know, Ryan Knight. Um, you know, I want to do something different. So, um, yeah, I think next week I'm going to look to have a promoter on here and then we'll see where we go into uh, leading up until Christmas time there. So, guys, Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame exists and uh, it's not necessarily yet a reality, but it will be on January 18th, 2021, the 12th anniversary of CWN. So I'm going to do a live show on Monday, January 20, January 20, scratch that, go back and delete that January 18th, 2021. That's a, an hour of talking right there from me. But guys, I am excited about it. Uh, I was going to do the, the promos, but I think I'm going to stitch those together as well. Uh, I'm a little bit OCD, so I'd like to have everything kind of as perfect as possible. But uh, categories for Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame are this. Uh, so you get the legend category, you get the male wrestler category, you get the female wrestler category, you get the tag team category. You've also got the sharpshooter category, which is devoted, dedicated to Canadian independent wrestling male star with the potential to exceed or excel in the business. Uh, siren category, the same thing, but it's a female. So the female who's uh, destined to succeed or excel in the business. Uh, you've also got the uh, the honor award as well, as well as the MMA award. The honor award is dedicated to a promoter or um, a media guy, announcer, so to speak, who's basically has, has excelled in the business. So we're talking the likes of Jimmy Corderas, guys like Ed Whalen, guys like Sweet Daddy Siki. Uh, my wife learned that name. She goes, Siki? No, I said Sweet Siki. And then she says, Siki? And no, it's like, no, Sweet Daddy Siki. There was a special on uh, not too long ago about him. So I've got to watch that as well. But uh, And then the last category is the MMA category. So devoted to mixed martial arts uh, guys here in Canada who have excelled in that field. As well as last but not least, there is a category number nine that will be live revealed on the show on Monday, January 18th. Uh, 2021. Uh, that is a secret to us. We'll not reveal it until then. Uh, but uh, it's a very special category that was decided amongst the three of us, myself, Sean Bates, and uh, Christine. As and you know, uh, on January 18th, we will reveal 
uh, that ninth category there. So I'm excited about that. Uh, check out cpwhof.ca at cpwhof.ca to make your vote count. Uh, you'll see a little uh, title at the very top of the page. It says 2021 class. There you'll see the links to, uh, to vote. Uh, one vote per person. So uh, you have to have a, a Facebook account to be able to do a vote. Uh, I just wanted to make sure it was legitimate. So that's hence the fact Facebook, you can only vote once. But guys, check that out, cpwhof.ca and look for the 2021 class there. Um, from there, that is pretty much it for the show. Um, I'll announce this, uh, CWA Online, our next couple of shows are this. No, oh, excuse me. CWN predicts WB Survivor Series 2020 taking place live this Sunday, 3 p.m. Facebook, Twitch, as well as YouTube. CWN recap WB Survivor Series 2020 taking place live this coming Sunday, 11 p.m. ish, uh, depending on when the show goes off the air. That's live Facebook, Twitch, as well as YouTube. And then the next edition, CWN Weekly will be uh, episode uh, number 15 taking place uh, November 27th. So live next Friday. Timing is is either usually 3 p.m. or 7 uh, sorry 7 p.m. I know today we went at 3:30 p.m. I was going to do a premiere but then I was like you know what no I'll just do a live show and just get through it and uh, so November 27th for episode number 15 that'll be 3 p.m. or 7 p.m. for that show live on Facebook Twitch as well as YouTube there so as always you can always email the show feedback at cwnonline.ca uh, for any questions comments ideas that you have for the show itself um, guys, if you have this, if you have any ideas for promoters that you want me to get in touch with, uh, feedback at cwnonline.ca. Let me know who you want to see on the show for next week, uh, who you think would be an interesting interview. Uh, you can reach, like I said, feedback at cwnonline.ca or feel free to reach out to me personally, chris at cwnonline.ca. And I'll make sure I get out to the uh, person that you've, uh, you know, you've mentioned and then see if we can land an interview for next week there. So that is it for that. I'll get rid of this one last banner here. And then here is my uh, Twitter as well as my Instagram. So at Chris Maloney CWN, you can reach me through, uh, like I said, Twitter as well as Instagram. Uh, if you want to follow me over there, if you've watched this or like this, uh, if you watch this or like this, of course, like it. But if you watch this or listen to it, please uh, give us a like or give us a subscribe. Uh, help us increase uh, the numbers for CWN, uh, CWN here. And uh, maybe one day we'll have uh, episode 1400 and not just ne necessarily episode 14. So uh, I have enjoyed doing this. Um, you know, it was it was a new undertaking undertaking <laughs> there you go there's your survivor series reference but it was a, a new uh a new thing for me to do uh, i wanted to focus like i said more on the website itself and the whole C uh, cwn brand and saying that if you're looking for christmas ideas if you go to cwnonline.ca there is merch so you can check out the the merch uh, aspect of it you can buy a face mask uh you know uh for with the cwn logo on it so uh, check that out as well but i, I have enjoyed doing this and again, all I want to do is see this grow. And uh, like I said, Canadian Independent Wrestling, the uh, Facebook group, that has been growing. So thank you very much. Stats for the show have been growing. So thank you very much. Stats for the website would have been growing. So thank you for that. And like I said, I want to be able to do more interviews, actually do interviews with CWN as far as this show goes. So look for that. And like I said, hopefully next week for it. So until then, that is it until next week. Thanks, guys. Check out the website, cwnonline.ca. Check me out at Chris Maloney, CWN. And uh, look for more information about the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame next week because we're getting close to the end of the votes. And uh, check out Survivor Series this coming weekend. And like I said, CWN predicts as well as a recap taking place on Sunday. Thank you very much, guys. Take care, and we'll see you again.